know now that in the early years of the 20th century, the world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. We know now that as human beings busied themselves about their various concerns, we would scrutinize them studied, perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures form and multiply in a drop of water. Infinite complacent people went to and fro the earth of the affairs, serenely assuring you their dominion over this small, spinning, fragment of the solar by chance or design. Men of the character of the dark dark we are high mind. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that one line of one line, ours that was ours and intellect, intellect, vast, cool and unsympathetic. Regarded this first envious And that is this. That before we decide either save the planet or destroy it. I don't mean that kind of grim sight which one observes when somebody says something that the famous person has just died with uh, the moment of silence and honor. Everybody frowns and thinks very serious thoughts. That's not silence at all. I mean real silence. In which we stop. Experience reality as reality is. Because after all, if I talk all the time, I can't hear what anyone else has to say. If I think all the time, and by that I mean talking to yourself subconsciously inside yourself.
You're not my pet, Klaus. Well... 
is a beautiful fight And make the youth and them all live right Say stop kill one another with gun and knife Your man them this is a man you know it's not the right You're not dead, you're not dead, you're not dead, you're not dead, you're not dead Jana di, 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 Jana di,
velocity of the meteorites and the angle of descent from the point of entry. Now I backtrack to see if we can establish what part of space you came from. And that's the answer. The moon.
fuck that molly
music? I'm sorry, is that music? Oh yeah, dude, that's the dubstep, man. It's a little uh, loud and disorienting.
Show me your mad face. We hard as fuck. 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 We hard as fuck.
She got the tools, the thighs, the curves. I like the way she go to work. She like the groove, the grind, the dirt. I like the way she go to work. She got the tools, the thighs, the curves. I like the way she go to work. She like the groove.
Or to the West. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, yet as mortal as his own. We know now that as human beings busied themselves about their various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied, perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creatures, warm and multiply in a drop of water. Infinite complacent people went to and fro over the earth above their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time space. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that are to our minds, power that are the beasts in the jungle, intellects, vast, cool, and unsympathetic regarded this earth with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. Grand first strikes across the disk. Quite distinct now because Mars has to be at the point there is the earth in opposition, as we call it. In your opinion, what do these grand first strikes signify, Not for now, I can assure you, Mr. Cross. Although that's the popular conjecture of those who imagine Mars to be inhabited. Well, a scientific viewpoint strikes merely the result of atmospheric conditions peculiar to the planet. Then you're quite convinced, as a scientist, that living intelligence as we know does not exist on Mars? Yes, the chances against it are a thousand to one. And yet, how do you account for these gas eruptions occurring on the surface of the planet at regular intervals? Phillips, I cannot account for it. Well, by the way, Professor, for the benefit of our listeners, how far is Mars from the Earth? Approximately 40 million miles. <laughs> well, that seems a second enough distance. Uh, just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Someone has just handed Professor Pierce a message. While he rigged it, let me remind you that we, we are speaking to you from the observatory in Princeton, New Jersey, where we are interviewing the world-famous astronomer, Professor Pierce. Uh, one moment, please. Professor Pierce has passed me a message which he has just received. Professor, may I read the message to the listening audience? Certainly. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall read you a wire addressed to Professor Pearson from Dr. Bay of Natural History Museum, New York. 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Seismograph registered shock of almost earthquake intensity occurring within a radius of 20 miles of Princeton. Please investigate. Signed, Lloyd Gray, Chief of Astronomical Division. Unquote. Professor Pearson, could this occurrence possibly have something to do with the disturbances observed on the planet Mars? Well, hardly, Mr. Phillips. This is probably a meteorite of unusual size, and its arrival at this particular time is merely a coincidence. However, we shall conduct a search as soon as daylight permits. Thank you, Professor. Ladies and gentlemen, for the past 10 minutes, we've been speaking to you from the Observatory of Princeton, bringing you a special interview with Professor Pearson, noted astronomer. This is Carl Bellini before we get a chance. We've got to live and keep free while we learn, see? Got it all out, see? With risk. Well, it isn't all of us, the wild beast. That's what it got to be. That's what it got to be. That's why I watched you. Watched you. All those little office workers used to live in his house. They'd be no good. They haven't any stuff in Run. Run off the work. I've seen hundreds of them running to catch their commuters train in the morning. Afraid they could can if they didn't. Run back at night. Afraid they wouldn't be in time for dinner. Fives insured. And a little invested in piece of accidents. Then on Sunday. Worried about the hereafter. Martians, they'd be a godsend, those guys. Nice roomy gates, good food, careful breeding, no worries. After a week or so of chasing around the fields on empty stumps, they'll come and be glad to be caught. Got it all out, Hamilton. Sure, but I... That's not all. That's just... Ain't nothing to do fricks. Who knows, get sentimental over the pet boy who blew up but had to be killed. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll train to hunt us. Yes, they will. There's men who put Meantime, you and I and others like us. Where are we to live when the Martians own the earth? I can't fall through here. 
about the sewers. Under New York, they're miles and miles of them. The main ones, they're big enough for anybody. And there's some false underground storeroom, railway tunnels, subways. Yes. Got a bunch of strong men there. No weak. That rubbish. Up. As you meant me to go. You're a champ. Don't quarrel about this. Go on. Gotta make safe places for us to stay, it seems. all the books we have. Science books. That's where men like you come in, see? Great museums. Believe in spy and marsh. May not be so much we have to learn for... Let's imagine this. Four or five of our own fighting machines suddenly start off. Raise right and left. Not a Martian in them. Not a Martian in them, see? But men. Men who've learned the way how. Maybe even in our time. Imagine having one of them lovely things with a heat ray wide and free. We turn it on Martians, we turn it on men. We bring everybody down on their knees. That's your plan. We don't know the world.